figured it out. Is it better now? Um, no. No. God damn it. It's not as bad <laughs> as it was before, okay. though. Okay, okay. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for governments and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. This is episode 71, which we haven't named yet because we're not doing the live thing anymore. So yeah. I'll name because it we can't. Because Google sucks. Yep. Fucking Google. YouTube. Yeah. Yep. So. Freaking. Same, it's the same company, I believe. I think so. Uh, no. Yeah. It's all it's all mucho stupido. Yep. Oh, but, Conglomerate Corporation A. Yep. But, so. but the U.S. government is releasing the U.S. military to fight fake news. And um, to protect the integrity of our elections. So God. maybe they'll uh, give us back our Google Hangouts at some point. <laughs> yeah. Pro- probably not, but I mean. Yeah. 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 I got to wonder how many people were using it the way that we were, you know. Probably not many. I mean. Yeah. Maybe we're the reason they stopped supporting it. <laughs> ha- hashtag go fuck yourself NSA guy. We'd, yeah. we'd rather not even have it than have to deal with these assholes. This yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. The most professional show on the web. <laughs> I am blown away by our professionalism more and more every time. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It should be on our resumes, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Appeared on the most professional podcast in the history of mankind. Right. It's not a lie that's in our description. It's part of the description of our show. The fact that it's irony, I mean, you know, has no bearing on it. It fucking says it right there. It it absolutely does say we are the most professional podcast ever in the information or in the the biography of of our anchor. Which is, of um, course, complete fucking bullshit. But whatever. <laughs> eh, tomato, tomato. I mean, you know. Yeah. Let's start talking Let's definitions. See, um, we get to define professional because yeah, and it's, language it, it is says, fluid. It says we are, and then the most professional podcast ever is written in the SpongeBob font. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of that in Anchor, we have passed a thousand total views. Nice. On our anchor, and that's just uh, that is since the end of April. So get the like, nipple tassels, folks. It's time like, to party. Like right at right at five months or something like that. Eighty-three percent from the U.S., ten percent from Canada, and we got one percent from Greece, Japan, and Australia. Japan. Nice. Yeah. Hi to people yeah. in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how we've that we've happened. got a we've got a liberty friend or two over in Japan. One is teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Graham Graham Smith, yeah. Voluntary Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then and there's then, Nikki then, in yeah, Australia, Mexico or Brazil, Mexico, Indonesia, Romania, 
and Barbados all have just under 1%. Nice. Nice. Um, I can account for like half that list on my friends list as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have friends all over the world. That's not like Facebook is a shit show, but I do love that about it. I'm connected to people all over the fucking planet. You know? True. We are an internationally known professional podcast. That's right. We are officially internationally known. So in your face, CNN. That's right. That I didn't mean to do. Watch your back, PewDiePie. We're coming for your spot. (laughs) Unlike them, we're not hashtag fake news. Right. Yeah. Ha. (laughs) I mean. And unlike Fox, we've never sued for the right to lie. Yep. (laughs) To lie. We might do it on accident every once in a while, but we mean well. We're just using alternative facts. It's okay. Alternative facts, yeah. (laughs) I reject your reality and substitute my own. Yep. (laughs) There's no such thing as subjective or objective. If everything's subjective, well, then we are definitely on top of shit, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well... I guess since, since since we're I was going to start with another article, but since we're on this subject, all right. Uh, article from Bloomberg: U.S. unleashes military to fight fake news and disinformation. Boy, does that not sound could, communist at all? What could possibly go wrong? Never in the history of the world has that kind of a thing ever. Not yeah. I, in- nations never seize control of the propaganda narrative to sway their citizens. I've never <laughs> heard of such a thing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you one thing I know for sure. Hitler certainly didn't do it. So no, no, yeah. and neither did Castro and neither did Mao. Yeah. 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 Hash, hashtag hashtag laughs and laughs and Joseph Gables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's our podcast episode title right there laughs and gerbils yeah gerbils yeah i have to write that down yep i can't yep. write it down we we wow. are simply telling what the truth is and we simply need to make sure that uh, that everyone hears it yes <laughs> yeah and doesn't question it yeah. and we'll just shoot the ones who do and then nobody else will yeah. Okay. So, uh, fake news and social media posts are as much as a threat to U.S. security that the, or... <laughs> <laughs> it's take be two. Cut, cut. Clip. Okay. Take two. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, fake news and social media posts are such a threat to U.S. security that the Defense Department is launching a project to repel or launching a project to repel quote large scale automated disinformation attacks. As the top Republican in Congress blocks efforts to protect the or to protect the integrity of the elections, what is an automated what? Okay, <laughs> large scale automated disinformation attacks. So, like fake news spam is what they're claiming they're fighting. I don't. If the if the Babylon Bee goes away, I'm fucking rioting. Yeah, me too. Roof right. Koreans for everybody if they yep. take down the Babylon Bee. <laughs> oh, he is always on point, too. It's just fucking... Oh, my God, goodness. and their feud with Snopes is just 
fucking entertainment <laughs> did you, for days. And you, see, you, see, you see the one the other day from Babylon B about the uh, Antifa attacking the kids' lemonade stand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Capitalist swine, filthy pig. And, and like uh, the, the, the crowd dispersed when the seven-year-old said, I'm going to go get my dad. <laughs> I oh. fucking love the B, man. Uh, B okay. is always All like right. Andrew said, um, right on point. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, uh, wants custom software that can unearth fakes hidden among the 500,000 stories, photos, videos, and audio clips. If successful. The system, after four years of trials, may expand to detect malicious intent and prevent viral viral fake news from polarizing society. I just... Okay, hold, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold your... Just take, take deep breath. Take deep breath. Okay. Quote, quote, a decade ago, today's state of the art would have registered as sci-fi. That's how fast improvements have come said Andrew Grotto at the Center for International Security at Stanford University. Quote, there is no reason to think the pace of innovation will slow any time. U.S. officials have been working on plans to prevent outside hackers from flooding social media channels with false information ahead of the 2020 election. Right, the they can't ha- let outsiders do it because <laughs> that's competition for them, the insiders. The, the drive has been hindered by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell's refusal to consider election security legislation. Critics have labeled him, quote, Moscow Mitch, saying he left responsible <laughs> to meddling by Russia pr- promoting his retort of, quote, modern-day McCarthyism. Dude, I have fucking white Russian coming out of my nose for Moscow Mitch. <laughs> That's ironic irony. It uh, is. <laughs> oh my god. So I just I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert in irony, but I'm pretty sure that's not how you're supposed to consume those. <laughs> Thank you, Professor. <laughs> Hashtag don't tell her, don't tell her what to do. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me how to don't do. tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I will do no shots all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm snorting this bitch, baby. <laughs> Ow. I just so so thought, they're they're I accusing you, you snort you snort the other white Russian yeah that's, <laughs> yeah that's completely did it's not Russian though it's I I mean it's Colombian <laughs> yeah it's Colombian the white Colombian that you snort um, <laughs> yeah fine China <laughs> hashtag Contra yeah yep. it, I just I I mean white so, so they They're saying that he's clearly in cahoots with Russia because he opposes military control of the media. Yes. No, he. Yes, he's 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 blocking. Okay, Mitch McConnell is, is, quote, blocking legislation by not bringing it up. Uh so that's why they're calling him Moscow Mitch because he he totally must be a Russian agent because he doesn't want military control of media. 
This is what happens when you send your kids to school. Uh, Trump is a fascist. Schools, Trump is a fascist. Stop. To get their to get their <laughs> fucking history knowledge. Okay, this is what happens when people don't know history. You get huge steaming piles of irony exactly like this. Yeah. Because seriously, because as we all know in Soviet Russia, it was all about the truth. And <laughs> yeah. So wait, this guy opposes shit that Russia's fucking famous for. So clearly he's in cahoots with yeah. Russia. Right. Yes. Okay, got because, it. Because because that is how the political narrative works in America now. Yeah, is... because people don't fucking know history. I mean, my <laughs> god. People have the attention span of a fucking fruit fly, I swear to God. It's this is ridiculous. Oh, it's just the irony and it just and it just keeps happening. These articles like this, you just keep hearing the irony get worse and worse as the political left in particular in America continues to go, oh, it's you're in cahoots with the Russians as people want freedom of the press. You're in cahoots with Russia because you want a free market. You're in like every time you want freedom, you it's, must be in cahoots with Russia. If Russia like was they could it, not, it's, they it's, could not be more fucking backward if they tried. Like if they were fucking literally trying to be as fucking wrong okay, as they could be, they these, couldn't be this wrong. The people that called Trump a fascist are angry. That the military doesn't have control of the media. Yeah, there's another steam let, pile. Let of that sink in for a second. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, okay, quote the risk factor. This isn't is helping the migraine that I've had all fucking day. Oh, I'll just is... say, oh, I can't dear. twist my brain into this fucking pretzel. How, understand these people just, how dare you want people to be able to criticize the government at will you nazi <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah all right uh quote the risk factor is social media being abused and used to influence the elections syracuse university assistant professor of communication jennifer gregel said in television tele telephone interview Quote, it's really interesting that DARPA is trying to create these detection systems, but good luck is what I say. It won't be anywhere near perfect until there's legislative oversight. There's a you know, huge gap, and that's a concern. <laughs> you know what kills me? Is that they're basically admitting that the American voters are a fucking retard that refuses to do their own research on anything. Because if they trusted the American voter. If they trusted the education they are providing to the American voter, they wouldn't have any fucking problem with fake news being spread around because people would be able to see through it. But they know that their education is shit. They know that they're churning out mindless fucking drones and they don't want people being influenced by anyone but them. Oh, yeah. And it's that, I mean, that's the thing. That's. <laughs> It's the you, you remember when George Orwell in 1984 wrote about doublespeak, mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, war is peace, freedom is slavery. That is exactly what we've actually reached. 
at this point. Yeah. Like, that's what this says is we have actually reached a point that doublespeak is well and truly a thing. Yeah. Well, it's not surprising when you have people like Hillary Clinton saying that the the moral of the story with 1984 is that government needs more, more power. You remember people, that? Yeah, that, 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 yeah. people, that people should trust the government. Yeah. yeah, people should trust the government. That's the moral. It's like, uh, what? Did you read 1984? Yeah, I feel like I you didn't actually you read, read it. I read the same book that I read. Yeah, I don't think you fucking picked up on the... Yeah. And the funny thing is that even, even extreme leftists were laughing about that quote because yeah. they even were like, um, no? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of exactly the opposite actually even I, if i were a statist i would be, like if, if i were a statist i would still believe that that quote alone is enough to disqualify her from any kind of fucking public office you know yes how can you be so oblivious and <laughs> still think you should run other people's lives i think the moral of this story of where uh, a man is tortured until he agrees that two plus two is five is that the people who tortured him to say two plus two is five need to be trusted more. Yeah, he should have just trusted them and they wouldn't have had to torture her. And yeah. She hit, right. wait, she's won the victory over herself. She loves Big Brother. <laughs> hey. Okay. It, it, it's... Can I? Okay. Um... Okay, two two more quick paragraphs. Okay, quote, mirroring the rise in digital imagery is the associated ability for even relatively unskilled users to manipulate and distort the message of visual media, according to the agency's website. Quote, while many manipulators are benign, perform for fun or even for artistic value, others are for advertisal or advertising purposes such as propaganda and misinformation campaigns. With a four-year project scale for SEMA 4, that's the, the program, the next election will come and gone before the system is operational. Quote, this timeline is too slow, and I wonder if it's a bit of PR, Gregel said. Quote, educating the public on media literacy along with legislation is what's important, but elected officials lack motivation themselves for change, and there's a conflict of interest as they are using these platforms to get elected. So, by all means, give everyone that's in power who you just said intentionally wants to manipulate people to stay in power. Give them more power to control what people hear. Yeah, let's yes. let's put let's put guns behind it, like really obvious guns. Let's let's put the military on it. I yeah, because the military but, is you know noted for its. Committed, it's being committed to open and honest journalism. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a well-known thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like, sweet Jesus. I mean, there's there's story after story it, from history, not only of, of governments being the leaders in propaganda, mm -hmm. but the it's also... There are stories from history of military people hating journalists because they tell the truth. There's that that famous story from the Civil War when that one reporter from I think it was the Times, um, it might have been the Post, I don't remember, was showed up and that Union general looked at him and said, "Really? I'd sooner see the devil." Yeah, yeah. Like, and and uh, can okay. I can I also say 
I've been in the military and I met not one person in there that I would consider qualified to determine whether a news article is real news or fake news. Okay. 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 In DARPA jargon, Dar- DARPA jargon, the aim is to, and I quote, automatically detect, attribute, and characterize falsified multi multi model media to defend against large-scale automated disinformation attacks. I love that they keep throwing automated in there so that they can try yeah. and imply that it's it's bots. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not how they're going to be fucking using it. You yeah. know it's not. No. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, government always sticks within the bounds of the laws that are supposed to bind it. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, adic- to adequately test the program, the Pentagon has to spike its array of 500,000 test stories with 5,000 convincing fakes, some of which could conceivably make their way to the, quote, live news stream, although the mainstream media has not exactly had trouble generating false news stories on its own in recent weeks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, what's her face, that actress who bought a an illegal black market uh, THC vape that blew up on her and mm-hmm. caused serious issues to her lungs, and she posted all over Instagram and Twitter and things about it, and, you know, all anti-vaping and ignored the fact that it wasn't actually a legit vape or anything that had caused her harm. And it certainly wasn't a nicotine one. It was a THC one. And to avoid a felony, she just started turning into a vocal anti-vapor. Right. But, oh, but you can definitely trust. Right. The, There's the never gu- anything more to the story. Right. Yeah. It's... It, I, <laughs> But no, no, no. These people are the people who get to determine what is real and what's not. I'm sure right. that, that, that it's never going to go badly. Right. This. <laughs> this is why more people now than ever need to buy my fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> Linked in the comments below. Yes. Yes. A critical oh. thinking workbook. Yeah. Like, of, of all people I want in control of my essential essentially what is education these days right all media is 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 a form of education yeah right so the government is using the military to control the education and thus control the opinion yep of the people yep as if school teachers weren't doing enough to spread collectivism now authoritarianism they want, now they want well, the media yeah and again as part of that program that has ever historically been abuse for <laughs> um yeah. it's no and it, i mean you know granted it didn't work for at least a hundred countries over the course of the past thousand years but i'm sure this time this time because they have your they they promise they have your best interests at heart this time right it'll be different it'll be different yeah uh, Yeah. and people still don't see how the government citizen relationship is a fucking abusive relationship you know, people have this Stockholm syndrome just like abuse victims do, and they don't realize they're never going to change their ways. They're never going to get better. They're never going to treat you better. It's time to fucking get out because this isn't healthy for you. 
Oh, we um, just we just have to vote the right people in power, and the right people in power are the ones that the that the uh, the the blue checked media says I, I should support. Yeah, but you know what the, I always say is anybody who wants power isn't the person who should have it. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's I agree completely. If if we're gonna have a president, I wanted I want it to be the person that fights kicking and screaming and has to be yep. dragged into that office. Yep. Yep. There's, I mean, there have been some some phenomenal statesmen who absolutely in the United States history who absolutely did not want to be politicians at all. Right. Um, you know, uh, actually, like guys like David Crockett really didn't yep, want David Crockett, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be yep. senators. They didn't want, but they were like, okay, well, I guess if you guys really think so, but I don't really want to do this. And then right. they really looked out. He really looked out for the best interests of his constituents and really tried because he was like, well, you know, that's why I'm here. And I don't it's not like I want to be here. And I certainly don't want to be here any longer than I have to be. And right. then when he gets voted out, he's like, all right, awesome. Great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm head taking to Texas. My, I'm taking my ass to Texas. Yep. Yeah. You all go to yeah. hell. I'll go to Texas is what he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, although it didn't work out great for him because, you know, he then found himself at the Alamo and that, that really didn't go well. But up right. until that point. <laughs> right. So. But you know what th this all reminds me of is, I mean, in most of these status moves like this is, you know, that scene in B movie when he's trying to get out the window that's closed and he's like, maybe this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. And he just uh -huh. keeps bouncing off of the window. That's that's what this is. Yeah, that's what statism is in, in, in like in its totality. It's just bouncing off of a closed window thinking, well, maybe this time it'll be open. Yeah. It's oh, if we just vote harder, if we just, you know, it's like, well, it, maybe if we it, it hasn't worked historically having the military in charge of media, but maybe this time right. it'll work. And like somehow that isn't what everybody else has said repeatedly over mm. the centuries. Well, this time it'll work. This time it'll be better. Yeah. This oh, time. We just, and like, yeah, we just we just need to reform, 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 reform. And and it, it blows my mind how people can't see this like slide into dystopia that we're taking right now. You know, like this entire country is headed into fucking dystopian state. And why can't more people fucking see that? You know? Well, well, because I mean, it's if if anarchy had a 13 year 15,000 hour mandatory multi-generational program everyone hundred thousand dollar yeah everyone like would be anarchists. hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. yeah everyone everyone would be an anarchist at that point but <laughs> it's not like if you're teaching everyone to think for themselves they're not all going to agree with what you're doing is the, that's right. the thing is that's why only totalitarian things can do things like that because mm -hmm. they're, in, they're manipulating people into perpetuating it. Yeah. Whereas if you actually tried to tell people, think for yourself, have alternative ideas, don't believe this just because I said it, things right. like that, then eventually people are going to start disagreeing and they're going to shut it down and it's never going to be very long lasting. It's never going to stick around very long. Which is why I wrote my book. We've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, let's, let's move on to something 
I don't know. I don't want to call it more funny because it's not more funny, but <sighs> you'll laugh. I just more okay, man. Man, seventy five tells Belton. Uh, this is Belton, um, North Carolina. Belton officer to close the bathroom door, then gets a two hundred and seventy five dollar fine. Yeah, for yelling so. at him to not take a piss with the door wide open in a cafe. Oh no, no, yeah. he took he took it he took a shit and then left the door open. Right, like, well, yeah. What kind of a human being? A cop. All right, but that's, a cop. That's, yeah. that's, that's what <laughs> I, cop. I, I called it in, in the 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 uh, when we talked. When I was writing things out, I called it, you know, bad manners, bludgy. Mm-hmm. So he was he was fired for this. Thankfully, he was fired for this. But a uh, 75-year-old man who has an artificial leg and said he's hard of hearing was cited for disorderly conduct after he yelled at a police officer to close the bathroom door after the officer used the, best, used the restroom in a Belton restaurant. Part of Tuesday's incident was captured on video by a bystander who was told by the cop or told by the officer to stop filming the incident. Bobby Ray Phillips, a regular at the Standpipe Family Restaurant, said he was enjoying his grilled chicken, cabbage, and cornbread on Tuesday afternoon when Belton Police Corporal Thaddeus Shockley went to the restroom, uh, used it, and left the door open. Uh, Shockley wrote uh, an incident report that Phillips, quote, yelled at him in a boisterous manner uh, after he left the restaurant, quote, you're not going to shut the door. Uh, Shockey said his report that he asked Phillips for identification after Phillips made another comment about the bathroom door. Quote, all I said was close the bathroom door, Phillips said in an interview from his home on Wednesday. I said, quote, you left the door open. I'm eating here. Leave that sitting there, right? Shockey in his report said Phillips declined to show his ID and also declined to go outside. Shockey wrote that he attempted to assist Phillips, but he held onto the chair and became, quote, defiant. Yeah, so because this you're a cop... tripping piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> so this cop literally thinks his shit doesn't stink. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Philip said he was loud, and he always is due to hearing difficulties, but he does not believe he was aggressive or that did anything to warrant being put in handcuffs or being no. ticketed. He said he told no. the officer he could not hear and asked him to write down his questions. Phillips said he has an artificial leg, makes it difficult to stand with his hands free and impossible with them restrained. He said the mobility challenge are what led him to take the first table in the restaurant, which is near the bathrooms at the entrance. Um, and the 12-second video taken by the restaurant patron, Cindy Young, uh, Shockley can be seen interacting with Phillips using the word, quote, handcuff, before turning to the young man saying, Ma'am, I do, do I need to take your phone from you? Young this said no. Young said American. no and shot off her phone. Young said she was intimidated by the officer and didn't want to be arrested or have her phone seized. She should be suing that cop under for Americans civil with violations. Disabilities Act. Yeah, yeah. That, under the well, Americans no, with not, Disabilities Act. Well, no, that's that's the guy. I'm saying the one who was videotaping because he oh, told yeah. her to shut off her phone and threatened to take it away from her, which is completely illegal. Like it's actually yeah. a codified federal law that you don't get to do that. Yeah. Uh, so the chief, she should the chief be suing. Actually, yeah, the chief's actually back said. Uh, Shockley's body camera was not turned on during the incident, said Sergeant Anthony Smith, a Belton officer who arrived when Shockley and Phillips were outside. Uh, Chief Young says it's legal for citizens to video or take photographs of officers doing their jobs as long as the recording does not interfere with the officer's job. Uh, an ordinance in Belton says that people have to be at least 20 feet away from an officer who's trying to make an arrest. So Phillips said he intends to pay the $275 
or $257 citation. Why? Why? Shockley Why would you in the report that? said the restaurant declined to put Phillips on trespass notice. The restaurant declined to comment about the incident. I, uh, my response to that fine would be, how about you suck my fucking dick? Yeah. No. I'm not paying A couple you. of middle fingers. Yeah, yeah I would. No. I would be. I would I be even less wrong. nice about that. Yeah. So yeah, he was um, arrested, or uh, sorry, that the the cop was fired. Um, Good. and then let's see, uh, terminated August 23rd. So this is August 20th. On the 23rd, he was fired for violating agency policy. Uh, and it was not. He was not fired until. After the news stories came out. Yep. And had they not had nobody videotaped it, had there been no proof. Yep. He would have kept his job. That guy would have been fined. Yeah. And, and nothing would have ever happened to that cop for doing it, which is why you always fucking videotape cops. And I gotta, I gotta wonder if this guy didn't fucking walk around with a badge of authority on his chest. How would he have reacted to that situation? Yep. The old man yells, close the door. I'm eating here. And the normal person goes, oh, shit, sorry, my bad, and shuts the door. You know what I mean? But yep. give that person a fucking 10 star on their chest, and all of a sudden, you don't get to say anything to them ever about yep. any of their behavior. Yeah, and it, it, it's... Like we can go into the whole bad manners thing and 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 all the other stuff, but what it really comes down to is, this is a seventy-five-year-old man with a fake leg and a hard of hearing, and you're going to handcuff him, drag him outside, harass him, fine him because he told you to close the fucking bathroom door because you got shitty manners. Yeah. Because like you this, went in there this, and you dropped the a fucking ball. carrying a badge? And it stinks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking restaurant. It's not even like this is like a fucking uh, auto garage or something. Nobody wants this to is smell a your fucking bowel movement while they're eating. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basic fucking human decency 101. This dude is, is like a Farva. That's what he is. He's Rod mm-hmm. Farva. Yeah. This... This is the same caliber of I cop. I just watched that movie not long ago. <laughs> this is this is the same caliber of cop that we discussed, the one in Seattle or in Bellevue or whatever it was, where the guy took the took the office chair, put it into his uh-huh. in his cruiser, drove over to the guy's work and sat in, in front of the guy's work waiting for an apology. Did he get yeah. same, me? Same fucking caliber of cop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So. Because the bottom line is, people who are decent human beings do not become police officers. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that's the, I mean, that's the long and the short of it, isn't it? If you were so. decent, you wouldn't want to enact physical violence against peaceful people. Peaceful people. So yep. you would never even be a cop in the first place. ACAB. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And. Always be recording. Always, yep. always, 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 always record. Always record. So, um, speaking of shitty cops who enforce stupid fucking laws, this this one this is the one that's gonna hurt. Um, yeah, it's just I, yeah. Uh, grieving dad jailed for repeatedly criticizing court system in Macomb County. 
This is uh, out of Michigan. What a surprise it would be Michigan. <sighs> he lost a custody battle, then he lost then his son lost his life. He blames the court system. He voiced his strong opinion on social media and the next thing you knew he was locked in jail. Quote, he was so full of life, said Deborah Vanderhan uh, of her grandson. I'm trying not to cry. Uh, on two, on September 22nd, it will be the two-year anniversary of the day Deborah Vandergrand, Vander, Vanderhagen's son, Killian, lost his life. Uh, she believes her son, Jonathan, is justified in feeling that the court cost her grandson his life. He died in the custody of his mom after her son asked for sole custody. Quote, his lawyer said something is going to happen to his child. You need to get away from get him away from her mother. There are too many red flags. And the judge said, oh, that's in the past. <laughs> the police report filed after two-year-old Killian died shows he had previous medical condition. Investigators did not believe that there was evidence Killian's mother was responsible. His dad felt otherwise and repeatedly posted criticism of the judge who presided over the case and friend of the court on his Facebook page. Judge Rachel Rancillo saw the post, many of which were publicly targeted her. She apparently felt uncomfortable and possibly threatened. She did not hear the custody hearing, uh, which was handled by a court referee. The Macomb County Sheriff's Office responded and found he criticized what Judge Rachel uh, Rancillo pinned on her Pinterest as his opinion inappropriate, posted videos saying he feels she and others responsible for Killian's death and blamed the court system for his loss. The investigative report also says at no time did he threaten or harm or violence. Still, he was charged with malicious use of telecommunication services and released on bond. He then made more the First Amendment. Yeah, and he then made more posts, such as the one that reads, quote, data back to dig in, and you best believe I'm going to dig up all the skeletons in this court's closet. A judge ruled he violated his bond conditions. He is now in jail on a half-million-dollar bond. But we should oh, yeah, put the military in charge of who gets to say what. That's what I was just <laughs> thinking. Because <sighs> how uh, could this ever go wrong? Oh, look at that. Yeah, what a his, coincidence. Yeah. His mom says he his mom says she feels he was simply exercising his right to free speech. Because he was. Quote, he just wants justice. He don't want to kill anybody. He don't want anybody physically hurt. He wants them to acknowledge what they've done and get justice, said Deborah Vanderhagen. Uh, a jury trial is scheduled for September 13th. And if that jury has a, the tiniest iota of objectivity, and they probably won't, but if they do, they will not find him guilty. No, hell no. Hell no. Like, everybody has a right to say what they fucking want to say. I mean, malicious use of telecommunications yeah. equipment. What the fuck? Yeah. Because he criticized them. How dare you not respect our authority? If there were like a malicious use of telecommunications um, equipment thing, it would be like dudes aggressively sending dick pics to women who didn't want them, or which is which is know, now uh, illegal in Texas, right? Or or it would be like you know doxing people and trying to get them physically hurt and shit like that. That's not what this dude is doing. You know, he's like, he's just putting the truth as he sees it out there. Okay. 
and pointing the finger at who he feels is to blame. Um, okay, a separate article says, um, let's see, uh, Jonathan uh, Van de Hagen, 35, was arrested in jail July 11th for posting comments on images about circuit judge Rachel Rancilo related to his late son, Killian, who died at 21 months in September 2017 while under the care of his mother. Rancilo filed a police complaint, police complaint against Vanderhagen. Uh, he posted 10% of his $10,000 bond, but was thrown back in jail July 24th when Judge Sebastian Lucido of the 41B District Court raised his bond to $500,000 because Vanderhagen posted additional items uh, that the judge deemed in violation of his bond conditions. Lucido said that while the new postings weren't direct threats, they violated his condition of no direct or indirect contact. Quote, though he likes to hint around the fringes of it, in my opinion, they are threatening nature and the no contact order was put in place. So because of somebody's subjective feelings, he gets to be in jail because yes. they right. didn't like what he because said. Because the people yeah. who don't like what he said are the ones in power. You know, what's that, that exactly. saying that if you want to know... Who, who it is. you find out who it is you're not allowed to criticize yep exactly and that's yep. and that's what you see huh. with with courts again and again and again and, and again, again yep. is people um, criticize the court they criticize the police they criticize the judges and then they wind up in prison because mm-hmm. they said hurtful yep. mean things about yep. the judges assistant makeham county uh, assistant makeham prosecutor dan durbin told the judge Two new posts should be considered in light of prior posts that resulted in his arrest. Uh, quote, he talks about big things happening behind the scenes, Durbin said in quote, court, referring to repostings. Quote, we are God's soldiers, and then he has posts that say Judgment Day. Durbin said the new post constitutes a, quote, continued attempt to try to intimidate and harass and maliciously use a telecommunications device. Maybe he was just talking about suing the fuck out of them. Yeah, suing you and exposing that you're all corrupt pieces of shit, which you pretty clearly are because you just threw someone in jail for criticizing you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, and and also uh, the art. This article points out that he has no record. He has no police record before this. Right. He's literally in, in jail for speech. Yes. I mean, can you imagine an actual, like, Law & Order episode of that? That guy said mean, hurtful things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the feelsy police. Like, right. that right there. And the irony is, the irony is that the exact same people who will endlessly complain about the leftists and their feelsy police and wanting to criminalize free speech will also support this move because how dare you criticize Muffin Blue Line? Right. Yeah. Like they worship them so hard. They worship mm-hmm. their masters mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah. That on, they... And that kids is what we call cognitive dissonance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. On July 7th, he wrote, quote, I won't stop till chi- till changes are made. People are held accountable. Careers are ended. And these kids get the justice they deserve. Yeah. Oh, well, you, you dared to suggest that the justice of the peace was not enacting justice and was in mm-hmm. the wrong. Therefore, nope, you can't be trusted. Okay. You, threatened um, my, you threatened my career with exposure, and uh, that makes you a violent criminal. You're going to prison. 
And what? if the local journalists had a shred of uh, of actual journalistic integrity, they would go, "Why are they so scared of him digging in?" And they the would start yeah. digging. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Killian was born in December 2015, and Vanderhagen and the mother broke up May 2017. Uh, the mother got custody, and Vanderhagen was awarded visitation. Vanderhagen in July 2017 filed a motion for full custody, claiming the mother was denying him visitation and failing to take Killian to his medical appointments and therapy as required because he was born with hydro, hydrocephaly. Hydrocif- yeah. 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 He, uh, that's uh, water on the water brain. in the brain. Yeah. Uh, Vanderhagen was awarded joint custody. Woo! On August 28th, and by that time, the mother moved to Davidson near Flint. About three weeks later, September 19th, Vanderhagen filed a sole, filed for sole legal and physical custody, accusing the mother of more medical neglect when Killian was under her care. The case was scheduled to go in front uh, in front of Rosillo on, on October 3rd, but Killian died September 22nd. So, so they're, and they're saying that there's no evidence that she was at fault. So he was saying she's not making sure that he gets taken care of the way he needs to mm-hmm. because he's sick. He has a condition that can kill him if it's not treated and she's not getting it treated. And then she didn't get it treated. And then he died. And then the court said, oh, but I mean, you know, there's no way to prove that it was her fault. Yeah. But there's a way to prove that he's threatening them by telling the truth about what happened. Yeah. Because that's that's not a double standard or anything. But, I mean, what a shocker that the judge involved is a female judge. Yeah. I never would have guessed. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the way they always are. That is the way they always are. Judges are agents of the state. They have no bias. They are objective. That is their job. (laughs) So naturally... That is exactly what they do yeah. because there's, trust your a, fucking government. There was a picture of her in that second article, and um, her hair is about three inches longer than a Karen, so she's definitely yeah. close. It's oh yeah. god, you know, and that's a, I mean, that's the thing. Like I saw that with my own custody hearing with my oldest daughter, where her mother has been gone since she was two months old, and still the best I could do was sole placement but joint custody. Yeah. And I'm like, she's literally in jail right now for Grand Theft Auto. And she's lost the cu- lost custody of three other children. But and she she's not here. But you still want to agree and say that, no, she still gets any rights. Your you ex sounds me? a lot like my ex-husband's ex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. She's popped out five children through with five different guys and. Either the guys or the state have custody of all of them. Yeah. Except me. I have joint because I had a female judge. Yep. Yeah. That's the way it goes, you know. Yeah. The look on my attorney's face when that was the ruling, he was like, Are are you serious? What? What? Yeah. (laughs) She's she's going to prison. What? Yeah, uh, she's such a she, she's obviously such a good decision maker. Let's make sure she still gets to make decisions in her daughter's life. Yeah, what the fuck? It's just preposterous. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, since, I've since I've run into the opposite with male judges. I run into the same where 
where they ignore obvious bullshit from my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Because it's a male judge that time. So, and there's but they're so impartial. They're always just completely, you know, objective and yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right, since since we're on the subject, per, again another perfect transition because we are total professionals, the most uh, professional professionals. New Orleans <laughs> magistrates get a cut of the fines and bail money. Yeah, again, <laughs> what could fucking go wrong? There's no way that would ever incentivize yes. anything uh, ever. Uh, New Orleans magistrates who fund their own courts using a cut of the fines and bail they order defendants to pay have a financial conflict of interest and violate defendants' due process rights. The Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in not one but two federal cases. These decisions follow a pair of federal rulings from a year ago in which two judges from the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Louisiana ordered... New Orleans magistrates to stop jailing defendants who couldn't afford to pay fees or upfront bail costs. New Orleans, Orleans Parish Magistrate uh, Henry Cantrell was accused of typically setting a minimum bail of $2,500 for defendants and threatening defense attorneys who sought bail reductions. One defendant sat in jail for two weeks trying to collect the money. A second defendant was unable to pay bail and stayed in jail for more than a month before being freed. It's just It just so happened that Contrell's court got a chunk of any fines and bail money it collected. The court used the money to fund its operations. Jeez. Oh my god. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean they don't call they don't call Nola the Big Easy for nothing. I'm just gonna point out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, last year Kentrell told the federal courts he had changed these practices and was no longer simply demanding large bail amounts that defendants couldn't pay. But he also appealed last year's rulings, asking the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to rule that setting the bail amounts and also funding the court with bail proceeds did not violate the due process rights of defendants. Oh, shit. This guy's a judge? Yes. Lord. Uh, This scare the shit out of anyone who ever has to step inside a fucking Uh, courtroom. If this is an exemplary of the South South part of America, I don't know what is. That right there. This is some My Cousin Vinny bullshit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking boss hog. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a three a three judge panel of the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals flatly rejected Cantrell's request. In a fourteen-page ruling, the judges explained that if the magistrate needs bail money to fund the court system, he is incentivized to extract bail money from defendants. Well, and this guy's still a sitting judge. They didn't like disrobe him. No, for he's this. still he's still a sitting judge, and it's still happening because he just appealed. for making that argument, he should be disqualified from the fucking bench. While Cantrell didn't pocket the money himself, these bail bonds paid for up to a quarter of some court's budgets. Judge Greg Costner wrote Thursday's decision affirming the lower court's ruling on bail. Quote, Judge Cantrell has a direct and personal interest in the fiscal health of the public institutions that benefits from the fees his court generates and that he also helps allocate. Well, and not only that, but to say that he doesn't directly pocket it is kind of disingenuous because if it's paying for <laughs> the budgets, 
of up the to courts. Where 20, does his pay 20, come where, from? Yeah, where 25%, do you five percent? Twenty five percent of the court costs come from these people's money that he has direct that he helps allocate. Yeah. Where the so, yeah. Go. so again, so when you look at a budget statement, where do you think the pay for the people who work at the place falls? Do you think that it falls off of that budget or do you think it's part of that budget? Well, right. Let's think about this for a minute. So no. And this guy gets to pocket. decide who gets paid what. So, you know, if he knows he's got more money coming in from bonds, he can give himself a fucking raise. And I mean, it's basically money laundering. It is essentially, yeah. It's it's blatant, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's but that's um, that's southern southern justice right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this ruling focused specifically on the magistrates' demands of cash bail and their financial stake in making people pay. Last Friday, a separate Fifth Circuit Court panel ruled that these same magistrates also have a conflict of interest when determining whether a defendant can afford to pay the fines and fees. This decision noted that when the collection of fines and fees goes down, it directly impacts the court's operations, causing cuts in services and salaries. The magistrates then responded by trying to increase the collection of fines and fees to keep the courts operating. Gee, what a surprise. Who could have ever guessed that that would be the result? Yeah. You know what we need? We need, we need DARPA to get involved in this and censor this because it's to- it has to be fake news, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally anybody <sighs> else does this kind of bullshit and it's fucking money laundering and racketeering. Literally yeah. anybody else does it. It's fucking yes. embezzlement in corporate America. That would be called embezzlement and you would go to prison for it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, here's this this is this is the best part. This is the best part. Essentially New Orleans funding its courts on the back of the defendants that appear before the court is a huge problem. If the courts don't get the money from the defendants, it won't be able to function. Costa bluntly notes toward the end of the ruling that the obvious solution to the conflict of interest is not to send these fees directly to judicial expense fund. Louisiana state law does not require the courts to be funded in this fashion. There was actually, so there wasn't even a requirement for them to. They made that decision to do it that way. Yes. I mean, I think the courts not being able to function sounds like a pretty good fucking solution. Well, yeah, it does. It sounds wonderful, actually, but... I mean, are you fucking... That's, but again, that's one of those things that would never fly, and I, I don't care how prejudiced I'm sounding, it's true. Having lived on both sides of the Mason-Dixon line, that would never fly in the northern part of the United States, Ever. None of that would ever fly. But as soon as you get into the South, because they will dry hump the legs of government so it's hard. It's kangaroo courts, as far as the yeah. eye can see. They yeah. they are more than happy to do things like that yep. all day. Mm-hmm. And, yep. it's, it's, um, yeah. It leaves you kind of speechless, doesn't it? I, 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 I am. I am really... I, like I'm never speechless, but this kind of thing—it's just like, how did they think it was okay in the first place? <laughs> how yeah. did you think you were gonna get away with this? What? Yeah. <laughs> Who thought this was a good and righteous and law-abiding idea? How, how could it ever go wrong? Yes. 
like I mean, we're like they're it's literal extortion. Yeah. It's yeah. literal extortion, like, oh, well, you did something we don't like. We're going to make you pay for bail, and then we're gonna keep a percentage of the bail money here in the court. Yeah. Like it I it's the exact <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same thing, it's, and the thing is, is it's the exact same thing as a civil asset forfeiture. Yeah. It's the same exact uh-huh. thing where, oh, there's no way that could ever incentivize people to find criminals everywhere and manufacture them if necessary mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drive costs up because, oh, uh, you know, well, if I get to take, you know, if this drug dealer I can catch, I get to take his Lamborghini. Right. But of course, there's no way that's yep. ever going to encourage people to act in any other than the most <laughs> upright of fashions. Yeah, it's not like there's enough of this happening for us to mention it almost every fucking episode for the past two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's not like there was an article from a big time news source in 2015 talking about how the police through civil asset forfeiture took more from people without a conviction than fucking burglars did. Yeah. 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 And I, I want to emphasize that's without a conviction. And it's the same thing as bail money. That is without a conviction. You have been accused and that is it. Yes. Right. You haven't been convicted of anything. You're not guilty of anything. Right. Right. I mean, this, you're you're not even. Yeah. This is all happening during the presumed innocent period. Of your, you know, interaction yeah. with the courts, with yeah. law enforcement in the courts. You haven't been found guilty of anything, but we're going to charge you $100,000 to let you go free. And then we're going to keep a percentage of that to help run this court. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, because we believe that your car was involved in that, we're going to have to go ahead and confiscate your car, too. Yeah. Even though you haven't been convicted of anything yet. And, are and still your house allegedly, and your bank account. and. Yeah. And are still allegedly innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to take, take all these things from you just in case. Yeah. And you're, even if you get proven innocent, good luck getting your shit back. Yeah. Yeah. Because we already done you, spent it. If you have the money to fight it in court. Yeah. That's the other yeah. thing. If you have to be able to fight it in court. And you know... You know what's insane is I I don't know if you guys remember um the like Money Mutual and Cash Advance and stuff the uh-huh. the Montel Williams commercials. You remember yeah. what happened with that company where it turned out that they were intentionally defrauding millions of people and like hiding what they were actually going to do and they were basically charging people like if you took out a $300 loan from them, you'd wind up paying 900 and something dollars back. And they wouldn't tell you and blah, blah. Anyway, so, sounds like student loans. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's so it's I, I actually work in that industry now. And the industry standards are nothing like what this guy pulled. They, they really right. aren't. Um, but even he after he was found, like after he was arrested over it um, of defrauding one point five million people to the tune of two point nine billion with a b dollars 
Holy shit. <laughs> After he was arrested for that, it still took them, because he was rich, and the rich get to play by different rules, it still took them almost five years to start taking his property after his conviction to pay for the $2.9 billion fine that he had to pay. Right. Yeah, because but poor people, <sighs> but poor people get to sit in prison until their family and friends manage to scrape together a $2,500 bond. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And because because you couldn't fit, you couldn't pay these parking tickets. We're going and to that's throw you before in jail. they get convicted. This guy got convicted and it took them five years to start getting people their money back. Yeah, it still yeah. took them five years. And then it took them, I think, a grand total of seven years before he actually wound up in prison over his conviction. Right. He got, I think, 16 years for it. 16 Jeez. years. Yeah. Um, but, what, but what really matters is we need the military to control social media. That's, yes. Yep. That, that'll, that'll fix everything. Yeah. Well, we just need the military to control what people are thinking. If we can control what people think, none of these other things become problems. <laughs> because then people won't think the wrong things and do the wrong things and just, you know, force the government to to aggress against them. Are I you, mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's... Are, are you... Uh, a, a Nazi that you don't want people to have to be told exactly what they're allowed to think and say. I mean, come on. Clearly, don't, don't I'm a, a Russian Nazi. agent. Yep. I'm you a Russian just, agent. You must. No, you're not a Russian agent. See, if you were saying that you should be able to think what you want, yep. then clearly you're a Russian agent. Only Russian agents and Nazis want people to think what they want to think, right. rather right. than what we tell them to think. So yep, that's, right, because that's that makes like. so much fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> he he gazed up at the enormous face. Forty years, forty years it had taken him to learn what kind of smile was hidden underneath the dark mustache. Oh, cruel, needless misunderstanding! Oh, stubborn, self-willed exile from the loving breast. Two gin-scented tears trickled down the sides of his nose, but it was all right. Everything was all right. He struggled. His struggle was finished. He had won victory over himself. He loved Big Brother. Ah, uh, Winston. <laughs> George yeah. George Orwell, nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. We just we just all need to love Big Brother, and then you know think the government has what's best for us, and 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 just listen to everything government has to say, and we won't have Texas educational aid posting about CBD on Facebook. Uh, then people complained, and the school district fired her. Yeah, for posting about CBD on her social media account. CBD is not a fucking illegal drug. Okay, just so people know, that, let's say that for anybody yeah, who might be it's listening. It's completely legal. CBD federally. is federally legal. As long I like the the CBD that comes from industrial hemp, right? It is federally legal as long as it has like 0.03% or less THC in it. Right? Yeah. And there's different kinds, right? There's there's broad spectrum and full spectrum and then there's isolate. And the isolate has no THC in it. At fucking all. No psychoactive, nothing in it. It is pure, just CBD. And that is not on any fucking schedule anywhere. CBD yeah. is federally legal. So, yeah, this um, lady, yeah, <laughs> a Carrie, special ed teacher, right? Yeah, so yeah, it can Carrie, be assumed that some of her students might have already been on it for various yeah. medical conditions. Um, yeah, one Sunday evening in May 2019, Carrie Owens, a special education paraprofessional who works with disabled students at a high school in Allen, Texas, 
posted a graphic on her Facebook page lauding the supposed health benefits of cannabinol uh, CBD, a non-intoxicating chemical compound derived from hemp and cannabis plants. One week later, she lost her job. She believes the CBD graphic was the reason. Quote, is CBD good for you? Read the graphic. It then answers its own question. Quote, well, your body has an endo endocannabinoid system. Yeah. What Derica said. It yeah. doesn't have a Zoloft or ibuprofen system. Case closed. At the times, Owens was suffering from severe migraines, which traditional treatments had failed to alleviate. She had heard positive things about CBD's healing potential and thought she'd solicit feedback about the efficiency from her Facebook friends by posting the image. When she went to work on Monday, she was called into the principal's office and told that she was being placed on administrative leave. Someone had complained about her Facebook post, she said she was told, at the sc- and the school was sending her home so that they could conduct an investigation. Quote, uh, at the time of the post, I had not used the product. I had not purchased them. I had not sold any, said Owens. In fact, she says, uh, stressed repeatedly to the school officials. She also insisted that the products she was looking for information on were legal and easily available at pharmacies and gas stations across the state. Yep. Uh, Hell, so grocery at, stores. Yeah. At yeah. the time of her firing, CBD products were both, uh, were both illegal and widely available in retail outlets. More on that later. Okay. Uh, her pleading proved ineffective after a week-long investigation, during which time she was told not to contact the disabled student she had been assisting for the past three years or anyone else for the school. Owens was fired. Owens said the school officials told her in a face-to-face meeting that the Facebook post demonstrated bad judgment and had only served to encourage CBD use among students. In a May 17th Yeah, I mean, the next thing you know, they're going to start using aspirin and and it, albuterol inhalers. Yep. I yeah. mean, jazz. They yep. might even start, listen, start to listen to jazz music, jazz music and yeah. dance with colored folk. Yep. <laughs> In a May 17 termination letter, the school district identified two ethics codes requirements uh, Owens allegedly violated. Quote, uh, a cause forbidding educators from get from engaging in illegal activity and another requiring that employees quote shall be of good moral character so what they're um, saying is that she violated a code that says she can't engage in illegal activity by asking questions about a 100 percent legal on that, that she had not product. that she had not taken not purchased and right, all. she has per- questions about and it. be of good moral character. And so they're the, assuming that people who use CBD are immoral degenerates. Yep. Which is, you know, like I mean, something to the tune of like 2.5 million Americans, at least. Uh, at quote, least. Uh, quote: I worked there for three years, never had issue with my employer. Orn, uh, Owens told Reason. Quote, it is literally is really a surprise to me that they wouldn't try to talk to me about it or give me some kind of disciplinary action. They just fired me. Uh, the school district uh, declined to speak to reason on the story or even confirm that Owens was fired. However, in response, yeah, in response to a request for records related to Owens firing, the district did provide a copy of her termination letter, along with another letter from one week prior stating Owens had been placed on administrative leave. These two documents confirm the sudden nature of Owens' termination. For asking about a completely legal thing, asking yeah. about it on, on her social media, away her from school, her social private media. social media. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, to be fair, I, know, I got fired from my social media. So. I want to know what kind of asshole complains 
to somebody's employer about something like that? What kind of fucking horrible person does some shit like that? A helicopter mom boomer type, probably a Karen. Karen. Yeah. Yeah. It's who's like, oh, my God, I feel bad even saying that because my aunt's name is Karen. but... But does she have the I'd like to speak to your manager haircut? Um, no, not really. You know, my ex-wife does. She doesn't have any kids. She might if she had kids, but she never had any kids. Uh, Owens Owens firing uh, rankles her and also upsets the students she was working with. During her three years at Allen High School, Owens worked exclusively, exclusively with a single student, Jocelyn, who was confined to a wheelchair, is nonverbal, and also has trouble writing quickly. Since 10th grade, Owens assisted her in taking notes, completing in-class assignments and getting her from class to class. Owens was like Jocelyn's, quote, school mom, uh, Michelle Michelle Martinez, Jocelyn's mother says, quote, they fought just like mother and daughter, but she held Jocelyn to a high accountability. When Owens suddenly stopped showing up for work without explanation, Jocelyn was frustrated and confused, said Martinez. Normally when Owens was going to be absent, she would text Jocelyn or her mother. Despite texting and calling, however, Martinez uh, said she heard nothing from Owens. Martinez has heard because nothing from Because she was under sc- a gag yep. order to have no contact. Yep. Uh, Martinez uh, also heard nothing from the school. No one bothered to tell her that Owens had been let go, and it took almost two weeks of calling the school before someone even got back to her. Even then, it was only to inform her Owens was no longer with the school district. Yeah, you know what this should uh, tell the, people is the, pretty the, clearly. Yeah. This school uh, district. The sudden unexplained... Yeah, fucking sucks. Just well that they that they do not care about special needs children at all nope. because anyone who no. knows anything about special needs kids knows you can't do things like that to them. No, you can't just like upend their fucking IEP like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and not, not cool. So they don't actually care about the law, they don't care about science, and they don't care about special needs kids. So the question really should be why is anyone sending their children there? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the sudden unexpected absence of Owens also came right as Jocelyn, the high school senior, was about to take her final exams before graduation. Quote, the way Carrie knew how to help her and the way she was let go at the last minute, it caused stress on my daughter, Martinez said. Uh, quote, when you're dealing with dealing with special needs kids, you can't just change something and not let anyone know. Right, that's what yeah, Which is what we just absolutely said. true. Absolutely yep. true. Yeah, I mean, my my one of my little brothers is autistic. He's he's higher functioning, but he's very definitely autistic. And if you suddenly changed his world like that, mm-hmm. he would be frozen and unable to function for months. Yeah. Right, months. Yeah. And anyone yeah, who that's... knows. Special needs kids knows this, knows that you can't just suddenly do that. Like I had, I had an ex-girlfriend whose uh, cousin was autistic and had really bonded with me and he and I had hung out. And even when her and I split, I made sure that I just explained to him what was going on and why I wasn't going to be around. Like we had already broken up, but I know you can't just do that to to these kids. They, they, they freak if that happens. You you can't do that. And they're just, this school does not care about these kids at all. Not one little bit. Nope. Nope. That's how how it was my cousin Kelly, too. She was, uh, she had Down syndrome and and some other stuff. And 
she would either if, if something changed like that she would either completely freeze and shut down or she would go into like this emotional um, like acting out tantrum tantrum yeah. like an absolute tantrum because things had changed just and like a that meltdown was, that was the yeah. only way that was the only way she could deal with it right they can't process things the same way that everybody else does processing things for special needs kids is so much more of a burden to them it is so much harder and it is so much more of a battle for them to process any kind of change in their environment and there there's no fucking excuse for doing this they weren't even legally correct to do this to her yeah they weren't because and, I mean, and really, if she had the money to sue, and she probably doesn't, she could probably win pretty easily and prove that in no way did she violate either one of those, and she could sue because I think the mother of the special needs girl needs to fucking sue. I think that's where the lawsuit should come from because of what it did to her daughter that the school did this. I think yeah. that's a better place to start because I mean, you get you probably have more attorneys willing to take that one. You know, on and I can yeah, and I can almost guarantee you, I can almost guarantee you that whoever complained is not a parent of a special needs child. They're a parent of just some child there. There's some fucking helicopter idiotic parent who doesn't know a goddamn thing about CBD, doesn't know any of that crap. They just see it and think marijuana. Yeah, they have think well that's yeah. We dealt with that with Lindsay with her with um, when she asked her her previous doctor, part of the reason why she no longer has that doctor, um, we dealt with that with her fibromyalgia, where she had asked her doctor about CBD before we had tried it. She had asked about it, and the doctor wrote down that she was because Lindsay was like, seriously, like it sounds like it could really help and everything else. And the doctor was so. Let me expensive. guess, drug seeking behavior. Yep aggressive yeah. drug seeking behavior is what was put down yep. because she asked about something that does not contain tetrahydrocannabinol is completely legal on a federal level and, and it has proven medicinal value yeah it, it has, has proven, proven, fucking proven medicinal demonstrable value. medicinal value yeah exactly something that legally in that specifically is called out in wisconsin state law to be allowed to be prescribed by a doctor for seizures uh, and other neurological issues. That's here in California. Yeah. The, the last time I saw a doctor, she asked me if I wanted a prescription for marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, which I said no because then I wouldn't be able to get a firearm and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and but I yeah, don't want to be like, on any other fucking lists. So <laughs> black markets are black, beautiful. Yeah. And black yeah, markets I mean, are still, still cheaper here than legal. So. Think about yeah. the insanity that surrounds CBD at this point and hemp in general. It's, it's, it's hysteria. It's an yeah. absolute hysteria. People, it's, the, it's, 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 either, it's either a great man or a boogeyman. Well, that's, and that's, for, it's, for it's anyone so who's divided. listening, we're going to put some links on this yes, article was, with information about CBD. Um, and I'm actually a, a sales affiliate for Organic and Natural CBD um broad spectrum full spectrum and isolates and they're totally legal it's derived from industrial hemp um and you can get really great products so but we'll put some informational articles um in the in the description so you can learn more about it if you want to 
And then at the end of those articles, there's links if you want to go like buy some to try for yourself. So yeah, those will be in there. <laughs> Look for those if you want more information on this topic. Ditto, ditto what Jerica said. Yeah. And it's, but I mean, that's, that's the hysteria that you see is it's, and it's predictable hysteria because it's the same hysteria that got drummed up to make marijuana illegal in the first place. Yeah. And it's just carrying over. They have to make it look immoral. Like it's something that only degenerates do only the people who are problems to society. Yeah. It it absolutely, absolutely becomes like a social programming thing about it. Like either. And, and, I, I hate I hate to say it like that, but like even the people that are for CBD, like in some way, and some people that get really pushy with it. Oh, I mean, you, you should try it. You should try it for the try it for that. You know, every time someone's sick or or injured or whatever, oh, you should try CBD. Blah blah. Like, and I get it because it it becomes like your your great man, your your go to, your your Swiss Army knife of medicine. Right. And in a lot of ways, it absolutely does help. But you know that should be. It shouldn't be pushed like like that. It's like you know, any it's, other it's not, like it's beneficial, not snake medicinal, whatever. Mm-hmm. It has its uses, but it's not for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so. yeah, and it and and the different types that are out there are good for entirely different things. That's I mean, true. it's the same thing. Anyone who's familiar with marijuana itself knows that salvia versus indica, right? Like sativa. Sativa, yeah, sorry. Sativa. They're, yeah. they're completely different. Sativa yep. and indica are completely different. Their effects are completely different. And it's because yeah. of what's actually in them. The cannabinoids right. that are in them are totally different. Right. Sativa is a stimulant. Indica is, is a relaxant. So right. they have very, very different effects. And these are, these are the same cannabinoids with the exception only of tetrahydrocannabinol. These are the same kinds of things that you find in CBD. And that's why the strains of hemp matter uh-huh. for kind of CBD and the way it's processed. Because if you get one that's nothing but terpenes and doesn't have any cannabinoids in it, like real, the real cannabinoids in it, it might not work for you. Or if yeah. you get one that has the cannabinoids in it, it might not work for you because it has a cannabinoid. It depends on what you're using it for. And that's not, distant... yeah. It is. It's such a versatile plant, for God's sake. I mean, there's so much that can be done with the hemp plant or with the cannabis, different types mm-hmm. of cannabis plants. So hemp is like one of the types of cannabis plants, right? Marijuana is the other, and then, but there. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. So hemp and marijuana are not even the same fucking plant. So many people think they are, and they're not. I mean, they're the same. They're the same species, but they're subspecies. Yeah, they're, different. So pine, but, pine right. and elm are both trees, yeah. but they're entirely well. No, different. I mean it's it's even closer than that because they're literally mm-hmm. the same species. But I will also point out to people it's that, like cypress and pine. It's like oh the no, difference it's even closer. It's even closer than that. And the best comparison I have: if you like vegetables, you go to a grocery store and you buy vegetables. I would wager a thousand dollars that your favorite vegetable that you buy is in fact cabbage. They are all cabbage. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, lettuce, um, red cabbage. Um, let's see here. What else is actually cabbage? There's at least five or six other major vegetables. If you look up what their species is, they are all the same species of plant. Brussels sprouts are cabbage. <laughs> yeah, Brussels sprouts are cabbage. Broccoli, yeah. 
is cabbage. Broccoli and Brussels sprouts are literally the exact same species cauliflower. of cauliflower. Cauliflower yeah. is another one. That is, in fact, cabbage. Mm-hmm. It's the same species. But right. you'll notice that their traits are <laughs> completely different from right. one to another. Even though they're the same species, they're subspecies their variety is dramatically different and it's the same thing with cannabis sativa Uh, and that is thc containing and cannabis sativa that's used for industrial hemp they're the exact same species of plant but that's as close as it gets right just happen to be the same species genetically yes they can interbreed but their traits are significantly different yep yep and, and it depends on which part of the plant you're using, too. You know, it's just like, I mean, there's plants that the flowers and leaves are edible, but the roots are poison. You know what I mean? Like, there's all kinds of plants. Like, if you start getting into, like, bushcraft and survival craft and, oh, and foraging and things like that, you have to know. I mean, there are plants Rubar. where the root is edible, but the leaves are poison. I mean, and vice versa. Rhubarb, the the stalks are edible only after a certain point. If you try to eat them when they're too young, they'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then and then consider nightshades, right? How many nightshades do people eat? They eat potatoes, they eat tomatoes, they eat peppers. Guess what? Those are all de- those are all nightshades, direct relatives mm-hmm. of belladonna, the deadly nightshade. They're yeah. all direct rel- even watermelon. Watermelon's also a nightshade, fun fact. Um huh. I didn't know that. <laughs> they're, they're all they're all related to each other very, very, very closely. And the but problem is, is people don't bother to try to learn any of this. They want to make emotional decisions. You know, they want to make emotional opinions because it's just easier. I mean, honestly, it takes some fucking time, effort, and brain power to learn about shit. Emotions are so much easier than than thought and effort. Well, yeah, and that's, you know, and that's hard. Yeah, it's so hard to learn things. And I want people to just tell me, I want the military to tell me what to think. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's never backfired in the history of the world. It's never gone badly. Never one time. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I want the military to educate my children. We could have a youth program for them, see, and what were we going to call this episode? Something about Goebbels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, la- laughs, could, and, laughs and Goebbels. Laughs and Goebbels. Could, there we go. We could even have, you know, have awards for when they graduate. Some sort of, like, uh, useful tool, maybe, for cutting. Like, like a knife. Or a special yeah. like a uniform. A special uniform they can wear to show. And, and you know, and, and because it's Brown's kind of nice martial. Yeah, because it's kind of a martial uniform. Uh, enterprise we could maybe have some sort of like a message on the blade engraved about like honor and blood or something and you know and we could come up with a symbol that maybe has really ancient roots that got used i mean i'm i'm from you know i'm from ireland and and uh the shetland islands which is pretty scandinavian so i mean maybe like something with roots in scandinavian uh <laughs> and things i mean we could this we could sounds make a, familiar i can't put I, my finger on it yeah I don't, but something about this sounds familiar gosh, you know and they got to be snazzy was this a law and order episode yeah. 
lot the yes. snazzy uniform they got to have the, <laughs> the the tall leather boots because they're very practical and utilitarian right there you go yes and yeah. those and, riding pants just look sharp you know you know uh, you know who we could get to design the uniforms, actually? Someone with uh, a company with some experience in this. We could get Hugo Boss to design them. Yeah. And, uh, and then they definitely, in black, I'm thinking, and they definitely... Uh, <laughs> Trim, trimmed, in, trimmed in red, maybe? Yeah, yeah he, uh, you know, maybe... Silver uh, accents. Oh, guys, they have to have silver accents. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, that I've would be been fabulous. A yeah, I, I've always been a fan of skulls. <sighs> So I think maybe yeah. a skull and crossbones, like a silver skull yeah. and crossbones. And if you don't know who we're talking about, go drink some fucking CBD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it. Okay. I will say, though. I will say, though. Okay. They were some evil motherfuckers. They had the best uniforms going. I'm just saying. That's They're... because they were designed by Hugo, by Hugo Boss. Boss. I'm yeah. not shitting you, listeners. Google it. I'm not making that up. Hugo Boss is the reason that the Nazis were so well-dressed. Yeah. Same, and they were well-dressed. Look, they were yeah. assholes. They were pieces of shit. And they should rot in the, you know, the trash heap of history. But, damn, but they looked fabulous while they were fucking doing it. <laughs> they did. I still want I want on my list of dream things that I want is I am not afraid to say the Nazi uh the SS motorcycle officer's leather jacket. Because I mean that was fucking phenomenal. It was <laughs> such a great like I mean the cut was so nice and all of that. It was just it was well designed uniform. <laughs> it is incredible. I mean it stands for everything wrong with humanity, but it fucking looked awesome. If, I guess if you're going to commit mass murder, you might as well look good while doing it. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you know, this is I... in no way intended to be approval of anything those yeah, fucking no, assholes no, no. did. <laughs> Well, you know, Franz, I mean, I was thinking, is <laughs> we are evil, yes, but do we have to look bad? Right. Bad? I, I just, they just like think they... they cut a sharp figure. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, the devil wears a suit and tie. So yeah. that's, you know, that it's the, e the evilest of evils are always well-dressed. Yeah. But I will say... Hugo Boss designed their uniforms, and I've always kind of liked Hugo Boss as a designer. So mm -hmm. he's the guy's got a good eye. And you know who built a whole hell of a lot of shit for them was Ferdinand Porsche. So right, <laughs> don't forget, to... don't forget the, the the funding from Preston Bush. Yes, right. Actually, actually, as long as we're on that subject, I I <laughs> want to point out the motors that were that powered most of the Nazi trucks and contrary to popular belief, the majority of the Nazi army actually moved using horses, but, um, that the parts that didn't, the actual mechanized infantry units that use trucks, that motor, do you know where that motor came from? It's a, a Henry, Was Ford, it a Henry Ford, Henry Ford officially oh. legally mm -hmm. licensed it. Yep. Uh, to, I didn't know to the, the German army. And fun fact: the railroad that runs into Auschwitz built by an American company. Oh, I was just, okay. So like, I always assumed that it was that it was mostly German engineering because German engineering has given us some pretty great shit over the years. You know, I mean, 
despite yeah, itself on, in the case yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Despite itself. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. actually, that. that's one of my favorite, like, I love Porsches. I've always loved Porsches. I don't give a shit that he worked within the system that he was forced to work within because what was his alternative, right? Right. Um, but his designs for tanks constantly set themselves on fire. And yeah, <laughs> constantly. And my Fr- friendly, friendly saboteur. Oh, you my know, Micah was telling me about that not too long ago. Now I remember. Yeah, my, my 17-year-old's like a fucking museum docent. I mean, that kid knows more useless shit about World War II machinery than anybody else I know. That was my principal study in, in college was World War II. And yeah. Well, you was, and Micah should talk uh, because he's so into that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that, that uh, was, the, that's one of those things that was keep in mind that all of these companies that still exist now that are still really like, fam- I mean, Volkswagen, obviously, um, uh, all of these companies, Mercedes, BMW. Yeah. yeah. They all worked with the Nazis. There is nobody innocent there. They all worked with the Nazis. BMW, Bulgarian, Bulgarian Motor Works. Just and prior to just before World War One, Bavaria was its own country, and then it uh, integrated itself into what? Oh, Germany. Germany. Yeah. So, since we just talked about that subject and cannabinoids at uh, length. Um, I think it's safe to say that we will all fail on the Harpa uh, social credit scoring for gun control. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, oh, all I can think of right now is that lovely video from Hong Kong where they cut down one of the face scanning video cameras. Oh, like, I, uh, the, I love that video so I've much. I've been following the Hong Kong protests a bit and, you know that they've started singing Do You Hear the People Sing from Les Mis to drown mm-hmm. out the national anthem. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love not, it. That not, song has always using, given me goosebumps. They're also using an anarchist-designed mesh network for communication. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> Give me one <laughs> sec. Okay. So yeah, uh, Harpa's social credit uh, scoring for gun control. Um... Sorry, so, yeah, that was my this, renter. He just went and got himself a little piece of something, and he's home now. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Harpa, uh, social credit scoring for gun control, question mark. Uh, okay, so the Trump administration broke the ice on using social credit scoring technology to decide who is mentally stable enough to purchase a weapon. Like a no-fly list, a no-buy no list will be based on AI analysis of social media posts. How could that go wrong? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, like six months ago, didn't we talk about the AI that was live on the internet for 24 hours before they had to take it down because it had become so fucking so racist? racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the, one of the, one of the Twitter bots. Yeah. It just started um, like shouting <laughs> racial obscenities and homophobic. Don't forget. Homophobic. Homophobic. I have, homophobic. I have another article. Sa- I have another article saved. <laughs> just like, it just came to mind. Uh, another article saved, uh, and it's. A, about an AI bot trying to teach people humanity. Oh, oh God. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Trump administration is considering you using Skynet because this is how you get Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> and we deserve Skynet if that's what we deserve do. Skynet. <laughs> God, my Matrix self-projection is going to look so. Awful. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I kind of like look forward to the Matrix because I can make myself thin and really beautiful. Yeah, lots of money. You know, I, I just standing on the corner going, "You all deserve this." Every last. One I'm gonna of be you like Cipher, the guy sitting there munching on a steak. I don't want to know nothing. Put me back in there. I want to be rich. <laughs> if I'm rich and I get a great steak and I get laid by the <laughs> yes. fuck. There you go. All right. The the Trump administration is considering a proposal that would use Google, Amazon, and Apple to collect data on users who exhibit characteristics of mental illness. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna fucking go through my Amazon orders list. I'm fucked. <laughs> to I'm collect so screwed. I, I just have 16 dogs, I promise. Yeah. I, um yeah. who the have Trump, interest in Trump's I, yeah. <laughs> the Trump administration is considering a proposal that will use Google, Amazon, and Apple to collect data on users who exhibit characteristics of mental illness that could lead to violent behavior. Uh, the proposal is part of an initiative to create a health advanced research projects agency that is HARPA. Uh, which would be located inside the Health and Human Services Department, the report notes, citing sources inside the administration. The news agency would have a separate budget, and the president would be responsible for appointing its director. So wait, my book that's published on Amazon that is titled, literally, Think for Yourself, this is going to end up in my fucking... Social score is a negative strike against me. Oh, oh God. Might, as well, might as well change your name to Winston. All right, Harper, yeah. Harper, would, take, Harper would take after def, after uh, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency or DARPA, which serves as the research arm for the Pentagon. Remember, we talked about DARPA earlier. They're the ones that are going to be trying to control the flow of fake information. Yeah. Yeah, so now we got DARPA and HARPA. Yeah. The idea was first crafted in 2017, but has since gotten a renewed push after a mass shooting of killed 31 people in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio in August. This is starting to sound like how the Middle Eastern people talk in Team America World Police. Sherpa, Sherpa, Derpa, Sherpa. Derpa, 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 Harper, Derpa. <laughs> All right. The Suzanne Wright Foundation approached the president recently and proposed the agency include a project called Stop Stopping Aberrant a uh, Stopping Aberrant Fatal Events by Helping Overcome Mental Extremes or Safe Home. The report wow, notes cited really two people stretching for fucking for an acronym. Well, yeah, hey, I remember the the, the U.S. the U.S. Patriot Act. Same thing. It's an acronym. <sighs> is what it is, but yeah. Um, yeah uh, President Donald Trump, who has a close relationship with Bob Wright, who founded the foundation after his wife died of cancer. Wright was a former chair of NBC and occupied the position while the president hosted The Apprentice. Okay, okay. Harpa would develop Jesus. quote quote breakthrough technologies with a with a high specificity. I I cannot I cannot specificity. I cannot speak. Okay. Breakthrough technologies with with high, what Andrew said. Lay off the CBD, you fucking degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> and and sensitive for early diagnosis of neuro neuropsychiatric violence, according to the copy of the proposal. A clear multi- proliferation. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear, get it right. 
Uh, it would also include real-time data analytics. Uh, it is needed to achieve such an accurate diagnosis. The document lists several technologies that would be employed to help collect information, including Apple Watches, Amazon Echo, and Google Home. Jeffrey Ling, the scientific advisor on HARPA, told reporters Thursday the plan would require enormous amounts of data and, quote, scientific rigor. This is why, like we said, was it last episode or the one before? You will never see someone like me, my husband, like Andrew, somebody who's been involved in these deep levels of government. You will never see us have that shit in our home, like the Amazon Echo or, you know, Alexa or whatever the fuck oh, any of these things are. The, the, the smart M- home bullshit. Nope. Yeah, that's not okay. happening in my house. I ever. mean, I, I personally, I think this sounds like a great idea. Um, and in no possible way <laughs> could this ever <laughs> go wrong. Uh, I, for one, welcome my over- robot overlords and hope to serve them. <laughs> I am patriotic and I love I love Big Brother. And uh... <laughs> nicely done. Well played, Andrew. It's well just... played. <laughs> it, it, uh, it's fucking crazy shit. I just, I, I mean, <laughs> our most libertarian president ever. <laughs> and let's, let's okay. What one more quick bonus? Well, let's not forget that the no fly list was just ruled unconstitutional. Yeah, because you there are there are legitimately three year olds who have wound up on no fly lists. There's that, right. that story that guy who went to fly with his toddler and then was told he couldn't get on the plane or he could get on the plane, but his toddler couldn't because his toddler was on the no fly list. Mm-hmm. But there's, I mean, we can completely no trust government. Yeah, yeah, we can totally trust government to decide who should and shouldn't have a gun. Because after all, that's that's how the Second Amendment just, reads, right? Just, just yeah. as we can trust government to decide what is real news or not. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like our founding fathers absolutely I mean, sat okay. down and wrote a thing that specifically said, do not, not ever just let this a happen. Thing. Not just a thing. Every fucking thing they ever wrote says, do not let this shit happen. Like every fucking almost every document we have from them says, don't let this shit happen. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, I mean, if you look back at the the historical documents from the arguments in the 1780s about the Bill of Rights, what you will see is that the largest debate wasn't whether or not the Second Amendment uh, should you know, if it exists, should say that, you know, the argument wasn't should citizens have the right to own firearms. The debate was whether or not it even needed to be said. Right. Right. Because it was so fucking obvious. Because back then, I mean, like weapons of war, the exact same weapons governments had were in the hands of private citizens. Right down to battleships, essentially, when when you get into the history of privateers. That's why right. I laugh so hard at the Marine Corps anthem because they go to the shores of Tripoli in it, and the people who stopped the Tripoli pirates were not 
American Marines. The people who stopped the, the Tripoli pirates were privateers. They were private citizens who owned massive gunboats and huge armies who went there at the request of the United States government. It wasn't a prepaid, like a, a contracted right. military. It was privately owned. <laughs> Basically, they were heavily armed merchant ships that contracted themselves mm -hmm. to the government to work as government agents, as privateers. And then when those contracts dried up, most of them turned to piracy themselves. Well, yeah, they did ultimately. But the, I mean, yeah. that, well, that was largely the British. But, but the, with Tripoli, right. <laughs> the Tripoli pirates, that was, so the, the, the Barbary pirates, right? The, the shores of Tripoli, that's where that line comes from. They were preying on a lot of American shipping. A right. lot of everybody shipping, realistically, but especially American right. shipping. So the United States government contracted a bunch of people who owned multi-cannon-tiered warships. Right. Private. Private citizens. Yeah. <laughs> and said, hey, could you guys go fight them until they all stay home in their harbor? And when they do, we'll send you a bunch of professional Marines to ride on your ships with you who will then fight them on the ground like hand to hand yeah yeah and then that's what happened so yes while the marines fought at tripoli ultimately the stop to the piracy in tripoli was the result of privately owned warships which is also why i laugh when people go oh well, our founding fathers never envisioned p private citizens owning weapons of war they literally planned on that being the case I, right. That was the case at the time they wrote that, and they wanted it to stay the fucking case. Yeah, that's why letters of, of mark yep. are a thing authorized in the Constitution, is because the idea of a letter of mark is it's a letter... That's the contract that, for a privateer to yeah. function as part of the government. Right, yep. for a private military. That's what it's for. It's for a private military operation. Right. Oh, but they could never envision when the civilian... No, that's absolutely what they envisioned. I... Again, this is people who don't <laughs> fucking know history. Because they yeah, went... Who can... Well, yeah. the, the people... Yeah, the people that control education control history. Yep. Right? But, oh but like, I went to public school, and I know all this fucking history, but that's because I cared enough to fucking look into it. And you're an alien robot wizard, so... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean... <sighs> my my parents did yep. tell me that I'm adopted, so there's always the chance. Yep. And that's why, <laughs> yeah. and that's why you're on the Harper list. Congratulations. Yep. Thanks. Yep. I think I think we're all. Not only mind. are we all, but I guarantee you, all of our listeners are in fact also <laughs> yeah. on that list. I mean, if you think about, if you really think about that, the the Harper and the DARPA list that we we talked about tonight, controlling media, controlling firearms. Right. If you control the firearms, you control the the people's ability to, to fight back, to resist, to, to stand up for themselves. And if you control the media, you control the narrative, the, 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 the social, the social war mongering, you control people's thoughts, you control their ideas, uh, and you can control everything else. Ooh. Right. So these two programs alone control people's minds and their ability to fight. Yep. Yep. That's like, not if, Orwellian if, if at all. That's if, not if fucking massively if, dystopian. If you don't have the ability to resist and you don't have the ability to think for yourself, what are you? You're fucking chattel. Yeah, exactly. That's 
and and meanwhile, you're fodder. Hong Kong, you're fucking fodder. Yeah. You're 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 tax cattle essentially. Yeah, and as we're talking about this in the land of the free, in Hong Kong, Brit- they're saying Brit- Brit- SpongeBob font. Yeah, <laughs> in, they, in Hong Kong, they're telling Americans, please never give up your right to arms, right ever, and they are cutting down the equipment that's being used for the social credit score stuff. They are rioting over that. Mm-hmm. Millions of people in Hong Kong. I, the, the size. 1.7, 1, 1. 1. I think, is, was the last number that I saw. Yeah, yeah. the one, size 1. of these 1.7 million people at one time. Yeah. Yeah, the size of these protests is just... I mean, it's... It's, it's amazing. It's, far, it's stunning it's to far see. Far larger. It's far larger than the yellow vest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it it is a sea of people. And if you watch some of the videos that the protesters themselves shot, they are uh-huh. not afraid to go body to body with those fucking cops either. Like right. they are going in there and like ripping their helmets off and punching them in the face. Right. And they are and, not afraid. And watch some of the interviews of these students and the things that they're saying and you know, I mean, they're revolutionaries. They are. And I don't know how people in the States can look at what's going on in Hong Kong and be rooting for the protesters, which almost everybody is, and not realize that we are coming full circle back around. We're not that we're like three quarters of the way around the circle. We're back into authoritarian dystopian bullshit and that's going to have to be us in the next 25 years. <laughs> yeah. If we don't I mean, do something about it now. Well, yeah, look at look at the that meme that I that I made that I threw up on my Facebook where I I pointed out I actually quoted a boomer from a a set of pictures from the Hong Kong protests. One, it's a bunch of protesters in Hong Kong holding up signs that in English and Chinese say stop killing us. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the next picture is all of the armored infantry fighting vehicles they sent against the protesters. And it's those two pictures. And he said, and I quote, when you need to start sending armored vehicles against protesters who are just asking you to stop killing them, your ideology has failed. And I quoted that and then juxtaposed those two pictures from hong kong with two pictures from ferguson the first one is the armor armored infantry fighting vehicle that oh, they the, sent the M- against the, the protesters. yeah and the that, second that's picture a powerful image yeah and the second picture is a guy from ferguson holding a sign that says exactly the same thing mm-hmm. to the letter stop killing us yep yeah yep. I'm just, you know, refusing to refusing to obey nonsensical bullshit laws is how we film. Is how this country was formed in the first place. Yeah, that was kind of the whole fucking idea of the United States. Of that is the principle. Yeah, that is the founding ideals of America. Was we don't want to have to acquiesce to the ruling class and what they want right. and what they think. We don't want to have to only say what they want us to say. We don't want to have to 
deal with them taking anything they want from us and throwing us in jail for any reason that they choose. We don't want to have to be subject to them. Right. Oh. Yeah. And then look at how <sighs> fucking <laughs> look at how that's ended up. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, there's uh, and that's the thing. Government always ends up this way, no matter how yep. good your intentions are at the beginning. Yep. It always fucking ends up like this. Absolutely. That's 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 the key point right there, Derek. And we got we got two more, one quick one and then a long one. I want to get to this positive one first. Oh yeah, because it's almost get, a, it's like a quarter after eleven. <laughs> before we get to the other one, because the other one is going to fuck me up all night long. It's a head thing. All right. Uh we got a positive Florida man story. Oh. Florida man. Florida <laughs> man. Florida man buys more than 100 generators to send to the Bahamas. Nice. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. One Florida man's random act of kindness. Fucking stupid pop-up ads. One Florida man's random act of kindness will go a long way for a Bahamian resident who lost power due to, hur- during, due to Hurricane Durain. Uh, according Dorian. to Facebook. That's what I said. Durain. <laughs> hurricane according, uh, according hurricane Durain Durain. Um, <laughs> yeah, according to Facebook post by Alex Sprague of Jacksonville, Florida, he went to the local Costco to buy a generator. While there, he witnessed a man buying more than 100 generators along with food to send to the Bahamas. Quote, all I could do was shake the man's hand and thank him. There are still good people in the world. Yeah. Uh, Sprague said the generators were valued at $450 each. That's a lot of fucking money. $450 and he bought how many? A hun- more than 100. It's $45,000. So he, pro- yeah. he, probably, he probably dropped... 50 G's on the generator and then more money uh, on food and stuff. And then more and, money to ship everything. And... Well, with no government who would take care of people after natural disaster. You know what? We would because that's yeah. who does it the most efficiently now uh, yeah. is each other. I mean, this yeah. guy didn't have to do that. He had no no obligation to these people, but he was looked at it and said, oh my god, somebody needs to help these people. I'm somebody, and he did it. And I have the means to do it, and I'm going to yep. do it. Yep. So he just did it. You yep. don't need government to take care of people. You just need people who give a shit. Yeah. Hey, the, and the, the more Cajun... government you have, the less people give a shit, because yep. they expect the government to do it. Yep. Um, I had a, a story come up on my Facebook memories the other day uh, from two years ago. Um, I think it was Marie that went through Houston. And some guys from the Cajun Navy were there, and they were using a swamp boat to try and res- to rescue people. Um, and the officer threatened to arrest them because their boat was not registered. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember that. They were literally saving we talked people's about that, lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their yep. and the cops' response is, "Hey, you didn't pay us blood money to be allowed to operate that boat, so." I'm going to arrest you so that these people that you're saving wind up dying instead of getting saved. Yeah. Quit yeah. helping us without paying us to help us. Yep. 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 Government hates self-sufficient people. They do. <sighs> okay. And the last article, because this is the one that's going to fuck with my head all night. Uh, Trump China tariffs headed for rates comparable to Smoot Hawley levies that worsened the Great Depression. How could that ever go badly? Yeah. And you know, our local our local library is named after that smoot asshole. Yeah. Uh, that shit irritates yeah. me every time I see it. 
So this so. is this is from uh, this is from last week. It's from August thirty first. This is before the tariffs went into effect. So the Trump Trump administration is scheduled to raise tariffs on Chinese imports on Sunday to rates not seen since the notorious Smoot Hawley or Hallway tariffs enacted in the nineteen thirties. The tariffs did not start the Great Depression, which began again uh, begin a year earlier, but they are widely believed to economists to have worsened the economic troubles on the next decade. Yeah, so you're having trouble feeding your nation because of this massive fucking drought. So why don't you make it more fucking expensive for people to get food from other nations? Especially in a, in a nation in a nation that the United States currently uh, imports about fifty-two percent of the stuff that it eats that it consumes. Right, and that's that's not including like all the manufacturing stuff and appliances and blah blah blah. No, fifty-two percent of the food that the U.S consumes is imported right especially so. vegans man their food has to come from so far away <laughs> so uh quote it's a very fair comparison as far as the percentage of the tariffs on chinese imports alone is concerned said wellis Orr, a trade policy advisor and assistant u.s trade representative during the george hw bush administration uh quote this is indeed a targeted smoot hawley action aimed squarely at china like 1930, the U.S. is seeking to keep Chinese imports out, pure and simple. Should the economy take a hit, the tariffs will make the blow that much worse, or, or said. Uh, quote, Smoot-Hawley dramatically slowed, the down, slowed down economy, economic activity, not unlike if we go into a recession and Trump keeps tariffs on or ratchets them up even further. And you know what I don't get? People support this shit. And I'm like, China isn't paying the tariffs. The consumer pays the fucking tariff. Yeah, they Do don't get realize it. That? Um, there's an article that came out today or yesterday that came out that said in 2020, the tariffs will cost the average American family an additional $2,000 in 2020. Oh, yeah, because I have way yeah. more than that for wiggle room in my budget i don't know about yeah. you guys but... oh yeah i mean i can totally just i i regularly I mean, just like take a pile of like hundred dollar bills and just set fire to them i like yeah and, and, and well extra, i mean i shit know, that like an extra right extra 80 house. i mean who has extra 180 dollars a month yeah so uh <laughs> the trump administration currently has 25 percent tariffs on two and a half two and 250 billion worth of goods imported from China on Sunday, 15% tariffs on additional 300% worth of goods will go into effect on October 1st. The 25% tariffs will raise to 30% with many exceptions or with exceptions for some products, mainly consumer electronics on December 15th. Those exceptions will expire and that rate will become 30% across the board. How do okay. the economics? Uh, yeah, that's comparable to rates under Smoot-Hawley, economists and trade policy experts say. Uh, the key difference is that Smoot-Hawley covered all imports while the Trump one focuses on China exclusively. But you have to go back to Smoot-Hawley to find tariffs uh, as comprehensive as Trump uh, is attempting. And there are, weren't we just yeah. talking about like distribution warehouses in Tijuana and then the imports yeah. come from Mexico? Yeah. Yep, they ship it. They ship it to Mexico and then bring it up. But here's the thing, too, is I've pointed this out to so many of these. But China doesn't play fair types. Okay, what you're saying is by arguing that tariffs are good because China isn't playing fair, is that because the United States 
is regulating their own market harder than a communist nation. Yeah. (laughs) Because of that, we should continue to regulate even further. (laughs) That's yeah. To try and fix the disparity. I had I had that conversation with someone the other day. There was an article about some company leaving China due to the tariffs. And and the person was like, "Oh, look, see, they're working, they're working. The you know countries are leaving China." I said, "Yeah, and they're going to Bangladesh, they're going to Pakistan and Thailand and Hong Kong. Yeah. They're not they're, coming to the U.S. Yeah, they're going period. to other Simply, third world they're countries. Not coming to the U.S. because the 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 policies that are are in effect under the U.S. government have worsened since these companies left. And you know what? There is one nation on this planet." that effectively probably 98 percent effectively has plugged every hole in their fucking market and do you know what nation that is that is north korea i didn't say north korea myanmar is also one right okay so these heavily like authoritarian communist communist north korea living grinding fucking poverty uh, Myanmar yeah. not only is like an economic shithole, but there's like civil war happening and there's like genocide happening. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like Myanmar is really, really bad right now. It's it's, it's and for anybody who doesn't know, Myanmar Burma. used to be Burma. Yeah, I it's worse. It's Burma worse. It's worse than assholes. Yemen. Ooh. Like it's literally worse than Yemen right now. Yeah. Burma's, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Burma was never necessarily great. The best it ever had it was, and this says a lot about how bad it was, when it was a, col- a colony of Britain. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the best that Burma ever had. Like, this is a nation, like, Rambo movies are made about, okay? If you've seen, like, the Rambo movies, all right? Yeah. That's, like, that's yeah. what we're talking about, that kind of shit. Yeah, quote, uh, the jury is completely out that their current actions and threatened actions will will do anything to help U.S. consumers. Quite the contrary. History is repeating itself, Orr said. Uh, the comparison is a bit, bit tricky to make because Smoot-Hawley did not set specific rates. It, pr- it was primarily meant to protect U.S. agriculture and sent very and levied based on the volume and weight of imported goods. In 1998, study published uh, in the Review of Economics and Statistics put the average rate at 21% when the tariffs were first enacted. They rose to 25% at its height in 1931. The U.S. is already at 25%, and they want to go to 30. And think yeah. about this: this isn't this isn't an an academic exercise, right? This isn't something where we're theorizing what might happen to the economy as a result. We know. Because it's been done before, and it was a complete disaster. And what what kills me is that at the same time they're doing this, they're pushing for things like minimum wage hikes and shit like that that make American goods even more fucking expensive. It's an it's an absolute rock and hard place. Yeah, yeah. The consumer just loses no matter fucking what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're headed towards hyperinflation at this rate because mm-hmm. there's just this is a runaway train that there's no fucking keeping up with mm-hmm. you know they're you... trying to balance the scale this way and then oh shit we got to balance it more this and it just it never fucking works and you end up with wheelbarrows full of fucking cash to buy a loaf of bread 
my my recommendation to everybody is always invest in precious metals, cryptocurrency, and my personal favorite precious metals, which are steel, aluminum, lead, <laughs> copper, and brass. Lead, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Invest in that because you're gonna need it. And prep for God's fucking sake. Do what you can to get off the grid, to be more self-sufficient. Get your food stores, plant your fucking garden, plant your orchard. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? I got the orchard in. We just put the solar panels in. You know, I got a bunch of food in the basement. And You have a generator. We, we talked about that yeah. before. Yeah, we have uh, a generator. Yeah. You know, I mean, do what you can to put yourself above this. <laughs> to make sure that this has less impact on you than it would have on somebody entirely dependent on the system and the grid and yeah. and it's it's supply it's, lines it's already having negative effects on the economy i mean we, we've, yeah. we've covered those before but like there have been reports out of like texas where the the uh new homes uh new, new homes um that's fallen off like 15 20 percent because of the imports on on products that that are used in the new home construction uh automotive oh, like, yeah. auto, like how many u.s automotive manufacturers are there not many anymore. Not many, there's, there's not many factories. They've all right been now, the, by fucking trade unions. Yeah, the the biggest the biggest auto manufacturing plants in the U.S. are one owned by Ford, two yeah, owned think, by Chrysler, one owned by GM, one owned by Subaru, and think, the largest a, is actually owned by Toyota. Is I think there's a Japanese a, company. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I think there's there's a Kia or not a Kia a, a Subaru one in like Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. and a, a few others, and like they're not U.S. owned companies. Yeah, Subaru, no. Subaru, and they're Toyota not. are two of the biggest. And the funniest part about them is they're almost zero, uh, zero connection to the outside grid because their water and their electricity is all generated on site. They're almost all solar yeah. and wind, and right. it's all generated on site. They have nothing to do with the outside world as far as running that factory goes. And a ton of it yeah. is automated now, so they're not even producing like a shitload of jobs. Yeah, I actually, I yeah. actually looked looked it up the other day on a whim because uh, I was arguing with someone on Wolf about it. Uh, there's like two U.S. cell phone manufacturers. I haven't heard of either phone. I haven't heard of either company, and they all use components that come from overseas. Uh, lab laptops. There was um. Uh, there was one or two that was made in the U.S., um, and neither neither of them are U.S. owned companies, and they also and, use companies from overseas. But and people view this as a negative thing, and I don't. I mean, this is the United States is the wealthiest nation the face of this planet has ever fucking seen. Oh yeah, right. And and everybody that we do business with is lifted up. Everybody fucking wins and benefits when they do business with. U.S. citizens and companies in the United States until you start having jackasses doing shit like tariffs and fucking and all these protectionist fucking government policies. Not only does it hurt the consumers here in the U.S., but it hurts people in all these third world nations who had finally an economy that was growing, that people had were able to support their families and things like that. Well, yeah, and the the irony is that historically, when you look at from a historical perspective, you look at and talk about 
uh, various civilizations and like empires getting rich, you judge that by the fact, like with Rome, that all of a sudden they were importing goods from as far away as China and from the, all over Africa and all over, you know, Northern Europe and Russia. And like the fact that they were importing so much is the indicator of their wealth that right. tells you that they were doing well. But the thing that's interesting about the U.S. and and it, the U.S.'s wealth is built a bit less on conquest than like Rome was or stuff. The U.S.'s wealth is largely was largely built on markets, on on how free the markets used to be. You know, that's how America got rich was how free the market in America used to be, and we have little remnants of that now that people are still able to you know, every once in a while, create some wealth through and stuff. Um, but they keep restricting that and restricting that. And that's that's not going to be the case anymore. America's not no. going to be wealthy any longer. <laughs> um, yeah. No. Uh, it's it, it, it just, it just, just come to mind, like, when this first started, there was an article about lobstermen being really, really hurt by the, uh, by the tariffs because, like, lob- like lobsters... Lobsters aren't as big a thing here in the U.S. as they are overseas, and mm-hmm. uh, executives and and uh, five star restaurants in China and, and whatnot they were they were large consumers of U.S. lobster. Right. And and they Americans and, prefer crab, really, if you get yeah. down to it. And um um and the tariffs were imposed, and they largely stopped buying U.S. lobster and were buying from other places. And one of the people I, on this article, one of, the, one of the, the the people on the comments on Facebook on it, they said something to the effect of, "Okay, cool, f- now I can finally afford a lobster dinner." No, you jackass! It's not because it, it's not profitable for them to stay in business. Yeah, right. they're so just not going to exist the, anymore. Right, all the U.S. lobster guys—they're they're not in business anymore. So now your lobster is imported. Yes. And that includes these tariffs, and your lobster is even more fucking expensive now. Yeah, you yeah. cannot you cannot return U.S. jobs into an environment that is worse than what caused them to leave. Yeah, and yeah. we are the, the the U.S. economy, the the regulations, the taxes, the fees, the fines, the bureaucracy, the red tape, the bullshit. It's worse now. Then what causes companies to go overseas? Right. Like the, those, it's those, like, jo- it's like, those jobs are simply not coming back to the U.S., period. It's, it's, like, it's like a doctor has a fucking patient that has low oxygen levels, so their solution is to fucking strangle the patient. Like, well, that's breathe, what breathe, breathe deeper. Breathe deeper. Breathe harder. Yeah, That'll help. With pressing on their fucking trachea the whole time. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's what this looks like. To me. Oh, you got COPD? Just take deep breaths. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just breathe here, harder. Here, here, have a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's it's just. Uh, oh, you have asthma. Well, we'll teach you to learn how to breathe with less air, right. rather than worrying about allowing you to breathe. Oh yeah. Right. You, 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 you have asthma here. Hop on this, <coughs> hop on this treadmill. <laughs> that'll yeah. that'll teach you to breathe deeply. Yeah. We just need to teach you how to breathe deeply. Yeah. It's absurd, but that's the logic behind these idiots that support these tariffs and things and think that somehow, even though never in the history of the United States <laughs> has it ever 
helped the economy <laughs> even once. Maybe this time. Maybe this time. Maybe this time. Maybe this you know, time. You know what's, Bro, what's you just don't understand. It's 462D chess, man. Yeah, we're all, we're <laughs> all, all, all going to get free suppressors. We're all going to get free suppressors when, when China finds the caves. Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. Yeah, it's the, the, the same people that are championing this are the same people that are saying build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. You know Trump's, Trump's wall is only 200 miles long, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a mathematician. Cost, what, a billion dollars or some shit? Two, yeah. two, 200, 200 miles long. He wants to rebuild 100 miles and then build 200 <laughs> miles. So a total of 300 miles of a 1,200-mile long border. I'm yeah, not a mathematician, but... I, I feel like 200 miles is less than the total length of the border. Um, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit, and like that that the 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 wall that was built in New Mexico on that that ranch, right? <laughs> it's like it's like a hundred miles off the border. It's it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's just this wall in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and there. <laughs> And it was privately funded. It wasn't even public money. It was privately funded and built on privately owned land. Yeah. And yeah. they still could only afford to build one of four parts. <laughs> yeah. I just. Oh, that'll, <sighs> keep, that'll keep them darn illegals out if we just have this section. God, God, I can't wait to be droned. Like, how is this shit so expensive? That's my question. Like, we put in what, like, I forget what the footage was. of Like, aluminum fencing in the back that we then had to put deer net on because the dogs could fucking bend the bars and get out. And just that cost us, like, $3,500. It's because the U.S. uses largely union union workers. Mm. And you know what that means with overpaying and you have to pay for the bureaucracy and the red tape and, and right. all that other stuff. But then they also have to pay for like their health care and this and that and that. And because there's tariffs on the imported <laughs> raw goods. You know, you know what made me laugh? You know what made me laugh the other day is the local laborers union has started advertising because since Wisconsin is a right to work state, you don't have to join. Right. And so they've started advertising with all of the great benefits uh, of working for the union as opposed to doing construction work on your own, you know, without a union. And the one guy, he goes, well, you could be right across the street and you're making, you know, I'm, I'm making, you know, double quadruple what you are for the exact same job. And they say it like that's a good thing. And immediately what I hear is. Well, if you hire me, it's going to cost you double, quadruple as much as it does to hire that other guy for yeah. the same job. And, <laughs> oh, man. And not one yeah. time do they say, well, see, because we work for the union, we're held to higher standards. It's all, oh, we get to do exactly the same work that you do, but we get paid more. Right. And I'm like, which means it's more expensive. Right, Which but that's means... why they want everybody to join and then, because and then, on, and then on top of that, they can't of... they can't handle competition. On top yep. of that, they still lose forty percent of their paycheck to taxes, and yep. then on top of that, they lose union dues. Yep. And then on top of that, if one person decides to go on strike, everybody has to go on strike. Yep. Yes. So then they're losing their paycheck for that period of time too. Yep. Congratulations, yeah. Jackass! You pledged yourself. 
Yeah, no yeah. one, and that's that's just it. Is after that's why unions fought so hard for Wisconsin when it went right to work a few years ago. That's why they fought so hard against it. Is because the historically every single state that that's happened in, the unions die, as they should. Yeah, yeah, because they can't possibly compete. It's one thing if you could honestly say. Well, you're hiring the union and paying more for the union because we hold our workers to a higher standard than you get from just Joe Blow off the street. And we have have better better. insurance and we have better certifications. Yep. And we we take care of all of that And we invest in the workforce and we train new people. And yeah, uh, but. Yeah, but the unions can't say that. They can't say that because they've never worried about it. And until Wisconsin, and it's been, what, five years, less than five years that we've been right to work. Until we became right to work, you had no choice but to join the union, which means they didn't have any competition. They didn't have to care. Now, suddenly they have to care. And instead of going, hey, we need to improve the quality of our workforce to justify the increased cost. They're going, hey, we need to tell everybody, but you'll make so much more money so that everyone will just willingly join us. Right. Right. And in that way, we again have no fucking competition. Yeah, and then the consumer stuck with the higher bill. Yeah, and the consumer gets stuck with the higher bill. And yet all of these megatards that are out there don't seem to understand that that's the entire reason why all of this work moved to other countries. Yeah. Because of that right there. That's why America's been hemorrhaging (sighs) jobs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hashtag make Darwin great again. Yeah. Or make Darwin relevant again. (laughs) Unfortunately, I mean, the reality is that Darwinism is going to happen in the U.S. after the impending economic collapse, because... This is why we prep. (laughs) Yeah, and that is why so many anarchists in particular are preppers, because we all realize it's coming down the fucking line here, and... It's not going to be pretty because you're going to have hundreds of thousands, if not millions in the streets demanding things from everyone else because they've never actually had to work for anything and are incapable of doing so. Right. Yeah. So we just need to all daddy government. Yeah. Daddy government, daddy state. And, to and this is Uncle Art and Uncle Uncle Harpa. This is, <laughs> I mean, this is collectivism. This is socialism. If you're in a union, you're socialist. Yep. So. <laughs> God, yeah. the, their their faces get so red and so upset when you say shit like that. I yeah, know. It's socialist. It triggers the shit out of them. Oh, my favorite is to go, wait, so you're saying, well, well, we're not socialist because we democratically elect the people that are in charge. Oh, so you're saying that it's a democratically elected workers' party? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound familiar <laughs> or anything. <laughs> yeah, go vote Bernie, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Who All right. That? Uh-huh. There's nothing <laughs> new under the sun. Whatever you want, however you want to organize society, go look for examples of that in history. Please, I fucking beg you. There's nothing new under the sun, for God's sake. Just fucking look through history for examples of what you want to do. <laughs> you know, the mind. I just I, I just I, I have to I have to throw this out there because I just mentioned his name now. 
Bernie Sanders, you guys see the, the article about him? Um, he said that in order to combat climate change, we need to control the population in third world countries. Yeah. <laughs> well, what a surprise that Mr. Voted for every single war spending bill in history would be all for population control in third world yeah. countries in that America is already yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Well, but I, uh, I got to go, guys. We're getting yeah. late here. And Andrew, We're, if you yeah. want to take advantage of that buy one, get one free on the CBD, um, the links are like on my Facebook page, but you have like 17 minutes. Yeah. Just so you know. Uh, all right. Yeah, go look. We're done. I'll talk to her about it. Yep. All right. Yeah. Go talk to her uh, because we are done and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Yep. Peace.